Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, 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 and welcome. This is Talk the Plank, episode 62 of Pittsburgh Pirates podcast on SB Nation's Bucks Dugout. I'm Nathan Hirsch going at it solo today. First solo in-season podcast of the year, our buddy Jake Slobodnik. Not here today, but he'll be back with us on Sunday. So I'm just going to dive right on into it. The Pirates, a tough tough series against the Milwaukee Brewers. The Pirates were at home for three games and they got swept, lost all three games. They are now 0-6 against the Brewers this season, 8-11 on the season as a whole. If you want to kind of be optimistic, the Pirates are 8-5 against non-Brewers teams. So the Brewers themselves have given the Pirates fits this season and in this series, kind of similar to the first series, um, you know, all of the games were in reach for the Pirates, but they just they couldn't get it done. Um, just one bad inning pretty much in every game, kind of like the first game. But game one, the Pirates lost 12-8, to eight, and in that one, they were able to, you know, it was a tie game going into the sixth inning Milwaukee scores six runs. That's the beginning. The Pirates lose. In the Wednesday game, uh, sorry, don't have my day straight. In the Wednesday game, Pirates actually got a lead in that one. They got out to a one nothing lead. Couldn't hold the lead in the seventh. Brewers won big-ish inning where they score two runs, take the lead, hold on to the lead for the rest of the game. And then in today's game, the Thursday game, or yesterday, depending on when you're listening. Pirates had a two-to-one lead heading into the ninth inning. And once again, the Brewers were able to rally. Andrew McCutcheon, sad to see it, but he was the hero for the Brewers in this one. He hit the home run in the first inning and the go-ahead single in the ninth. The Brewers won that game three-to-two. So just a tough series overall for the Pirates. And... You know, when you look at all facets of the team, the hitting, pretty solid in game one, score eight runs. But in that one, the pitching faltered. The bullpen as a whole in this series kind of took a step back, especially in the second and third games where they blew leads. Heading into this series, the bullpen was the clear-cut strong point in the team. And now, I mean kind of hinted at it on the last pod you can't you can't depend on your bullpen all season long and 
when your starters can barely go four innings, although Jose Quintana looked solid today. I mean, he only went five innings though as well, which I guess in today's baseball is a solid start. But when you can't get, you know, volume out of your starting pitching, the bullpen is going to falter. Bullpens aren't made to pitch six innings a game. And in this one, Chris Stratton blew it. Uh, he actually, you can't really use the tired excuse for him. Him, He hasn't really pitched in many days, but or, uh, he hasn't pitched in a few days. Well rested for him. He blew the game. But uh, overall, I mean, the bullpen is the big reason why the Pirates got swept in this game. A few, 10 days ago, uh, I was talking to Jake about the upcoming 10 games and it was six games against the Brewers with four games sandwiched in between against the Cubs. And I thought to myself, you know, it it would be nice if the Pirates won four of those games out of 10. Turns out they won three, took three from Chicago, but losing every game against the Brewers. I mean, that's just, that's, that's, that hurts. Um, We get it though. The Pirates aren't really good. And the Brewers are good. The Brewers have World Series aspirations. We've talked about this. But to lose these last two games in particular, that's what hurts the most. When you have a lead in the seventh inning or later and you can't slam the door shut, today specifically, Thursday specifically, it it hurts. And, um, you know... There's not a ton of talent on this team, so it's not like the expectations were high, obviously, but it's just sad to see uh, your team get swept at home, no less. And Andrew McCutcheon today kind of twisting the knife a little harder for Pirates fans as he was the hero for the hated Brewers. And I don't know, man. It's It's going to be a long season, obviously. And the schedule, you look at it, does not get much easier for the Pirates looking ahead. Uh, They start a three-game series tomorrow hosting the San Diego Padres, and the Padres this season are 13-7, and kind of like the Brewers. They have have at least playoff aspirations. They definitely think that they are contenders in the National League, which I I believe they are as well. Um, I'll just go through the pitching matchups real quick. Tomorrow night... Zach Thompson, Friday night, Zach Thompson takes the hill. He will be opposing you, Darvish. So uh, not, not a great pitching matchup for the Pirates in the Friday game, especially Zach Thompson, who gave up nine runs in his last start and in a game which the Pirates lost 21 to nothing. That's going to be tough against you, Darvish, who this season hasn't been – he hasn't been lights out by any means. In four starts, he's pitched 20 and a third innings and given up 10 runs. So the ERA is just a tick below 450. Um, 20 strikeouts, nine walks. He hasn't been Cy Youngish to start the year, but he's still you Darvish. And he, that's still going to be a really tough matchup for a Pirates offense that, I mean, let's just face it, they're not good. Um, looking at the Saturday game, we got J2 Brubaker, who in his last start was decent. He only went three innings. I believe he had a little Ill- illness, uh, had a tough first inning, but was able to push through three. He's getting slightly and slightly better. But still, when you look at the opposing pitcher, it's Sean Manaya 
who the Padres actually traded for from the Oakland Athletics, either in spring training or slightly before spring training. It was well after the lockout. But uh, Manaya on the season, 23 and a third innings over four starts. He's given up nine earned runs, 10 runs total, 24 strikeouts to eight walks. He's been solved. That's a 347 ERA. Left-handed pitcher. Um, so we'll see the Pirates' right-handed heavy lineup out there on Saturday. But once again, pitching matchup-wise, it's, it's tough for the Pirates there. And then on Sunday... We got Mitch Keller going out, which Mitch Keller, he pitched on Monday. And after his awesome start the week before, the start before, not great. Gave up four runs um, in four and two-thirds innings, two walks, just one strikeout, gave up a home run. Tough luck, though, a little bit with uh, some lackluster fielding from Yoshi Satsugo. I'll get to him in a little bit. He, oh gosh, what a terrible series from him. But uh, four and two thirds, four runs given up. Not great. Mitch Keller didn't get the loss though. He's still 0 and 3 on the season with the 6.62 ERA. He pitches Sunday and he will oppose old Pirates friend Joe Musgrove. So Another tough pitching matchup for the Pirates. Musgrove has actually been, he's probably been the Padres' best starter this season. 25 innings pitched over four starts, and he's only given up six earned runs, 25 strikeouts to just two walks. So the Pirates are going to be heavy underdogs in each of these three games. There's a chance they get swept. Um, Pretty good chance they get swept, actually. The Padres have been pretty solid as of late, although I will say they uh, they were lucky enough to have faced the Reds in their last series. They swept the Reds in three games, and uh, like I said, they're 13-7 and seven on the season. So that's going to be a tough, tough matchup for the Pirates coming up here. Um, let's look at some transactions here for the Pirates. Pretty busy week in terms of player mu- movements. Um, Looking at it here, Brian Reynolds went on the COVID IL for one whole day. He was back. He's fine. But looking at it, um, Cole Tucker placed on the 10-day injured list. Anthony Banda placed on the 10-day injured list. Kevin Newman, this is actually a pretty serious one. He's out three to five weeks with a left groin strain, also placed on the 10 Day IL, um, I believe. Called up in those three players' absence. Sam Howard was called up, but I believe he was called up when Luis Oviedo was DFA'd. Luis Oviedo claimed by the Guardians. So, kind of talking about this on the last pod, it was pretty peculiar that the Pirates decided to DFA Oviedo after holding out a whole roster spot on him all of last season when he pitched pretty poorly and to only give up on him before even giving him a chance this season seemed a little interesting, but he'll be with the Cleveland guardians Tuca Pita Marcano was called up from double a as was Jack Suwinski. And 
it's it's interesting that those were the two players called up, both from Double A, both skip Triple A. Although Tucapito Marcano has had some Major League Baseball experience with the Padres last season, but it goes to show that this team really is. They really are. They really are uh, manipulating the service time for guys like O'Neill Cruz, which I get it. Cruz has struggled in the early part of the season in AAA Indianapolis, but it's just interesting that Marcano and uh, Sawinski were called up two guys that it's okay. If you waste an option on them, when you send them back down to the minors here pretty soon, it's okay to burn a little bit of their service time because you're not thinking about them six years down the road per se. They're just straight up placeholders. And I I don't know how I feel about that. I guess in one sense, it's smart to not burn the service time for players that when you went, when you want them to be called up, you want them to stay up for a while. You don't want to be burning options on players that you might have to, you know, you don't want to be able to not DFA them down the road. You don't want to DFA them down the road with someone like Marcano or Swinsky. You could burn the option, call them back up, burn the option again. They get three options. If you have to DFA them down the line, it's, it's not the end of the world, but it's just, it's just interesting that those were the players that were called up. And uh, Swinsky actually, he's had some starts. He started in all three games. Actually, no, let me see. He started in, yeah, all three games. And on the season, two hits, two for 12. Struck out twice, not terrible, but he'll probably be sent back down again once Cole Tucker is off the IL, if I had to guess. And um, looking at the roster now, well, actually, I don't know. I don't know if he'll be sent down for Cole Tucker. He'll probably just be sent down in general. It's April 28th right now, and the uh, the time to shrink the roster is rapidly approaching. Um, there's 28 on the roster now, and once May 1st hits, there will be 26, and I'm looking at it right now, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 pitchers on the roster. Two of them will get sent down. And, yeah, I would guess Swinsky gets, well, actually, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's Marcano who gets sent down once Cole Tucker gets back. But once Banda comes back, um. I would assume that Bo Salser gets sent down, although he was pretty solid in uh, the first game of the Brewers series. A few scoreless innings for him, but I would assume he gets sent down. And I would also assume at this point, it might be Miguel Yajure. Could be, could be Sam Howard. I'm not sure, but uh, the, the roster is going to, it's going to have to be shrunken down here pretty soon. Um, Back to the Brewers series, though. We got to talk about Yoshi Tsutsugo. Yoshi Tsutsugo, who he was a popular signing um, this winter, brought him back on a one-year $4 million deal, but he just he has not been good at all. He's been quite the liability, in my opinion. Well, 
it's actually a fact that he's been a liability. 185, 299, 204 on the season. That's an OPS of 502. There's a lot of hitters with a higher slugging percentage than 502. He has been pretty poor in the field, has had some costly errors for the Pirates. Um, the at-bats, you know, he draws some walks. Yes, 10 walks on the year. You'd like to see that, but he struck out 18 times. 54 at-bats on the season. One extra base hit. He has one double, 10 hits on the on the year as a whole. Slugging 204. He is slugging worse than pretty much anyone on this team besides, I guess, Andrew Knapp, who is one for 14 on the year. Um, Yoshi has been tough. It's been tough to see. And moving forward, I don't, I don't think he should be getting starts. Um, you got Vogel back at DH. He's the, he's the primary DH. But at first base, I would not mind seeing Michael Chavis get the everyday at-bats there. Chavis definitely has come back down to earth. He's no longer hitting 500, but at least 48 at-bats, hitting 271, 308, 479. Uh, He did strike out a lot this series. Let me see. In three games in this Brewers series, he struck out two, two in the Thursday game, two more in the Wednesday game, and... The fr- or uh, the, the Tuesday game, he pinch hit, didn't strike out. So four strikeouts. But he had a golden sombrero, I believe it was against the Cubs. He's been striking out a lot more. His first 30 at-bats or so, he only struck out once or twice. Past 20 or so at-bats, he's struck out in about half of them. So that's not great to see. But at this point, he at least has two home runs. He at least has two doubles, a triple. He has some extra base hits. He prov- he provides some pop. Defensively at first base, he's solid. Definitely better than Yoshi. <coughs> I would like to see Chavis get the everyday at-bats at first base um, for sure. Yoshi's fourth on the Pirates in at-bats right now. I just I don't understand why that has to continue. At all, to be honest. Um, yeah, just looking at it. And then at second base, give me Castillo. Although Castillo is going to be at shortstop here for the foreseeable future with Kevin Newman out. So, I don't know. I'll take some Tucapita Marcano, to be honest, instead of Yoshi at this point. I, I had a tweet a few weeks ago uh, pretty much talking about the power rankings of players that I'm over, over watching. And on the active roster right now, number one, it's, it's probably Yoshi Satsugo. It really is because Cole Tucker's on the IL. He was the reigning King of those power rankings, but he's not on the active roster right now. So Yoshi takes over number two, probably still Josh Van Meter. Um, that said, though, wouldn't mind seeing Josh Van Meter get some starts at second base with Chavis at first instead of seeing Yoshi at first. 
with Chavis at second. So that's where I'm at. Um, at least now the Pirates have some actual outfielders on the roster. They have more than two. We got Reynolds, Gamble, uh, Jake Marisnik, and Jack Swinski. So that's a plus. Um, Brian Reynolds, though, he, he's another one. He is another one that has struggled mightily to open up the season. Obviously, he was uh, down for one day on the COVID IL, but he's back. And he had a clutch hit today. One for four, but still. Struck out three times on the season. Reynolds, 13 hits and 66 at-bats. He's hitting 197, 264 on base, 318 slugging. He does have two home runs. He does have have a triple that traveled 47 miles an hour or whatever it was. No doubles. He struck out 22 times. He has more strikeouts than total bases on the season. Brian Reynolds is a huge part of what this offense needs to be, to be even below average. Um, They need him to be good. They need him to be his 2021 self, not his 2020 self. I'm not worried yet, but it's tough. It's tough right now. And he needs to get it together, especially when, you know, you look at it, the pirates have, they have three players with a slugging percentage over 400. This team is lacking serious pop. Kevin Newman, who I mentioned was hurt three to five weeks injury fourth on the team in slugging percentage at 375. That's pathetic. And I do get it. I will say across the league offense is way down. It seems like the baseball is dead again. Um, it's definitely a huge story again. What is the quality of the actual baseball itself? You do see that. <laughs> I think it was Willie Adamas the other night. He hit a ball, uh, 105 miles an hour to the left field, the spacious left field at PNC park, easy fly out to left. It was actually fun and hilarious to watch, but the ball's dead. The offense is down. That said, 375. Josh Van Meter, slugging percentage, 333, fifth highest on the team. I mean, if you look the way you look at it right now, Daniel Vogelbach has been awesome for the Pirates, slashing 298, 365, 509. He's been the Pirates' best hitter. Brian Hayes also has been really, really great. 328 average, 417 on base. He's been drawing walks like crazy. 10 walks on the year to just five or uh, 12 strikeouts. Sorry. You'd like to see the slugging a little higher. It's at 426 right now, but like I said, the balls are dead. Brian Hayes has been solid. Chavis, pretty solid. Coming back down to earth as of late, but overall pretty solid this year. After that, it is a black hole even Diego Castillo here I've liked what I've seen from his at bats his OPS this season it's 591 he's not even at 600 at this point in the year um Ben Gamble OPS 
649. He's hitting 226, 328, 321 with the slugging. It's bad. It's really bad. Uh, Roberto Perez, 304 slugging. 315 on base, which I guess all things considered on this team, not terrible, but this offense is really, it's really struggling right now. Um, you look at it, if you look at the standings, the Pirates aren't the Reds. I'll tell you that much. That's good. But the Pirates have scored 68 runs. They've given up 103. Their run differential minus 35 is the third worst in the National League. It's the third worst in baseball. Um, there's 68 runs scored. Let's see. They've only scored more than the Diamondbacks, the Reds, and the Nationals in the National League. And uh, they've also scored more than the Tigers and the man, the White Sox. What is going on with the White Sox? They are, they're bad as well. But this is a National League podcast. This is a Pirates podcast, so we won't get into them. The Pirates offense has been really bad. There's, there's no other way to put it. And we saw that against the Brewers this week. One run Thursday, two runs or sorry, two runs Thursday, one run Wednesday. Tough, tough, tough week. Like I said, it doesn't get any easier when looking at the schedule. But uh, we'll see what the Pirates can do. They do play the Reds next weekend, so may- maybe that could help. But then again, the Reds own the Pirates, so I can't even I can't even imagine what that series is going to be like. Um, Andrew McCutcheon today, you know, I I always root for Andrew McCutcheon and yesterday I kind of wanted him to hit a grand slam against the pirates, but the fact that he single-handedly beat the pirates today, that hurts a little bit. It does. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how the pirates are eight and 11, to be honest. I really don't. The schedule has been pretty easy considering, considering, that they've lost to the Brewers six times, eight and five against all their teams, but they've played the the Cubs six times. They've played the Washington Nationals four times. And out of those 10 games, the Pirates have seven of their wins. So you can't play the Nationals and the Cubs all season. Schedule is going to get tougher. After the Padres, the Pirates are back on the road. They have a two-game series at Detroit, which those could be some winnable games. And then, like I said, they're at the Reds for four. After that, they come home, play the Dodgers, who I believe the Dodgers have won something like 16 straight games against the Pirates, something crazy like that. That'll probably continue. Um, End of the day, though. When looking at this team, I mean, the offense is, it's really terrible. The offense, honestly, the offense at this point might be worse than the starting pitching, which is also terrible. But the bullpen had a tough, tough three games, but I'm, I'm not too, too worried. Um, Dylan Peters, still scoreless. Will Crow, sad to see that his 
his uh, scoreless streak ended, but still the 063 ERA. Although he was saddled with the loss on Wednesday. Um, Quintana, he's eating innings. Mitch Keller, slowly but surely, he's getting there. Bryce Wilson, shout out to him. Um, maybe, maybe all Bryce Wilson needed was someone to open games for him. He had four scoreless innings in the Wednesday game after Dylan Peters pitched two scoreless frames to open things up. So good for Bryce Wilson. Perhaps perhaps he can get things rolling here. Maybe Brubaker needs the opener as well. We'll see if we'll see if that's implemented as well. Zach Thompson to be determined. We'll see how he does tomorrow night um, or tonight, depending on when you're listening to this, probably tonight. We'll see what he could do. Um, Bednar is still filthy. Chris Stratton is not a real closer, but he's still okay. Um, blew the save in the Thursday game. We need to see Rowans and Contreras called back up. We really do. Bo Salser, nice two and two thirds innings. Sam Howard, yikes was walking everyone in the Wednesday game, gave the Brewers a free run, took any chance at winning away in that one. But overall, the pitching staff, it's, you know, if I squint my eyes and turn my head, maybe spin around three times, I can kind of talk myself into it as turning around a little bit. But I don't know. Stock up on the pitching staff, stock down on the offense and hitting and defense, to be honest. The defense was looking solid um, during the first first few weeks of the season. Lately, it's been terrible. It's been really terrible. I mentioned Yoshi at first, bad. Um, you know, Kevin Newman... It's funny because Kevin Newman catches a lot of crap, but in reality, he's probably the team's like fourth best position player, to be honest. Defensively, he's reliable. Hitting on this team, kind of reliable. Overall crappy, but on this team, kind of reliable. The Pirates are kind of going to miss him, and it doesn't look like they're going to bring up Cruz anytime soon just because service time manipulation. But... I don't know. Stock down on the hitting. I think this is a good place to wrap things up, though. I'm Nathan Hirsch. Solo today on Spotify Live. And if you're listening to this afterwards, not on Spotify Live. But uh, follow me on Twitter at Nathan underscore Hirsch, H-U-R-S-H. Follow Bucks Dugout on Twitter at Bucks Dugout. I'll have Jake back with me again on Sunday. After a Pirates win or two, wouldn't hold my breath. It's going to be a tough series. The Padres are good. The Pirates are not good. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens this weekend. At least it should be sunny out. So that's that's one good thing, I guess. But, uh, yeah, everyone have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend. And uh, let's go Bucks. Peace.